You are now tuned in to Believe. Do you believe? Episode 33 of Untapped Keg. I'm one of your hosts, RJ Zimmerman, here with my brother-in-law, Monte Ball. How you doing, big fella? I'm good. I'm doing well. Doing well, relatively <clears throat> speaking, of course. But every time you start laughing there, I, I don't know, maybe be weird, but I, <laughs> I kind of I just picture someone like, what is somebody doing? Were they tickling your, your toes or something while... While you <laughs> while we're recording, like what, what's well, going on? <laughs> we were just joking around, so it just it just made me laugh in the middle of the intro. Nice, nice, nice. La la You got. I mean, we all know you got to get you got to get ready. You know, unique New York, unique New York. Um, brown <laughs> cow, ow now, brown cow. You know, all those, all those tongue twisters. I thought it was brown chicken, brown cow. One oh, see what I did there. What's up, Wisconsin? <laughs> My gosh, I mean, I get it. You are you are a dad. We're both dads, but geez, you gotta get away from the dad jokes. <laughs> we have ourselves quite the day, huh? We have a lot to talk about. A lot to talk about. Badgers, football, Mertz. We got some awesome fan questions. I mean, this is going to be a good one, guys. It's going to be a good one. The World really? Series. Did you catch Ooh, that ending last night? I did not, and I'm going to watch it um, later Just today. The final play. It Even was a walk off. Unreal. Do you know what that means if it's a walk off? I do know what it means. It means that dude <laughs> hit a home run. And the game's over. No, yeah. not necessarily a home run. It just means uh, they scored a run to win it. Gosh, I need to. I need to. I need to brush up on my baseball. My goodness. Jeez, I need to brush up on my baseball. But I just been. It's heavy. like. You've Football. never even played a sport before in your life. <laughs> yada, yada, yada. But RJ, how you doing? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm, uh, you know, excited from the week in sports. I'm disappointed in the week uh, socially, I mm. guess you could say culturally. Uh, yeah. However, like it feels like could be the echo chamber but it feels like things are starting to look up a little bit um you know it took me like a full week to get over the packers performance last week (laughs) like i try not to let things get me down like that i can't control right so like a lot of times when the packers lose whatever it's one game like but boy that was just that was deflating to say the very least because it just seemed like after that second interception they played scared Mm-hmm. Um. So that's why that was so disappointing to me, I guess, because it felt like they weren't out of it. But after that second interception, they just kind of whatever. We'll 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 get them next time. Kind of a, a mentality is the way it looked. So, <clears throat> I mean, true. I mean, my thing is this: when I mean, what were we? What week week six? I believe. Yeah. I mean, uh, it would you know every team is bound to have a poor performance. Week seven. Week six or seven, yeah. It's always one week off, depending on the buyer. What I don't know. It's week seven. Week seven, yeah, it is week seven. So it's like, uh, you know, every team is bound to have a a poor performance one week, maybe two, maybe even three. Three weeks. um, And and maybe you guys had yours early on. Have it early on and finish out the rest of the season strong. I mean, I would 
normally be like, yeah, you know, it's not a big deal, but it was coming off a buy. And that's where I think the most disappointing part of it was. Um, mm-hmm. Although these buy weeks are a little different because it's not like you can really do anything um, on your buy. So true. True. I mean, <clears throat> yeah, it was it was shocking. I'll be honest. Yeah, it was shocking to see them play that poor. Uh, and really, I mean, let's be honest. Um, call a spade a spade. It was really it was really shocking to see Aaron Rodgers play that poorly. Um, so I especially mean, I, with as hot as he started, exactly. right? Like exactly. the whole team started hot. That was the thing, and then it just when it fell apart, man. It's all it right. Fell apart quick. It's a long season, very very long season, and uh, right. I feel Sometimes like you need those games. You need to be humbled. So Absolutely. it's just that was a heck of a humbling. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> well, here's the thing. You'll we'll 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 see. You know how they respond. You know if they respond well. You know that if you know if they respond well this upcoming game, if they blow out this team, or if they play the way that you expect for them to play, then yeah, then that loss was potentially a good thing. But if they obviously come out sluggish again and struggle and well do too well, then it's the offense was super straightforward too. Like that was disappointing. That was like they didn't have the creativity that they had in their first four weeks. You know, and Mm -hmm. like there weren't really your jet sweeps. There weren't really your motions. It was just was what it was. But yeah, who knows? Maybe. It was just one of those weeks where things happen. So, yeah, we'll I mean, it's 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 a it's early in the year, <clears throat> the season. I mean, early in the season. I mean, you got a long, long ways. Yeah, you never want to see your team play that poorly, ever. But you know, as a you know, as a former player, and obviously listening to the locker room all the time, obviously listening to uh, the coach after a loss, it's it's not the end of the world. It's you just got to focus on responding. That's really it. There's nothing you can do about it now except respond positively. So we'll see. So we shall see. Your Packers are playing the Texans right now, huh? Yeah, we're recording this a little later than usual. So we're, uh, the games are going on right now. And yeah, the Packers are playing the Texans at Houston. Mm-hmm. Like I said, when they played the Saints, like when it comes to domes, like Aaron Rodgers generally has really good games in domes. Right. Um, I think the only the only time he really doesn't is against Minnesota, except for this year because he had a really good game in Minnesota. But I mean, we'll see. It's just I mean, different in the division too. It is. <clears throat> it is. It's a lot. It's. It's everything's ratcheted up because it's a division game. Um, but today, playing the Texans, obviously not a division game. We'll see. I mean, I got my phone propped up right now um, with the game on, and we'll see how they do. But, but ladies and gentlemen, thank you again for tapping into another episode. Of Untapped Gagum, we got some good. That's really good. (laughs) Got some exciting things to talk about. I mean, I'm ready to go ahead and jump right into to to the Badgers. I think we're gonna take that and use it. That was awesome. Do you even know what you just did there? No, I don't. What what happened when you said thanks for tapping into another episode? Oh, of Untapped (laughs) Gag. I didn't even realize that. I I swear I didn't even realize that. Oh man, that's really good. (laughs) Tap in to tap out. There it is. Boom. Tap in and tap out. That's, that's what it is. That's solid. Wow. Right. Okay. You're, All right. right. I'm glad that I'm like focused right now. <laughs> let me write. Let me, let me that write that solid. down. I took I took my ADHD uh, tap out. meds today. So nice, nice. 
Nice. Uh, okay, so for our Badgers, I mean, ladies and gentlemen, we know what we all witnessed on Friday. Wisconsin Badgers played the good old, <clears throat> I'm actually drawing a blank here, but Illinois. And of course, the fighting Illini. Illini. Indeed, they did. The Illini the came. Smiths. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Came to good old Camp Randall, and uh, I'm just going to say it straight out. Just got their butts handed to them. I mean, there's no. Do you think they ever got off the bus? Are they still waiting? What is with? We were both program. I I was way off. You were at least like, at least knew that there'd be some points. I I was on the other end of the spectrum, (laughs) saying it was going to be a low scoring game. My goodness, that was a what was it forty forty five to seven? I think the game. Yeah. How do you feel about kicking that field goal at the end of the game? Because. (laughs) Let's say you run it and you get the first down there. Mm-hmm. I guess then you kneel, but like, let's say you run it and you break it for a touchdown. I mean, yeah, like, I, 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 I would have either way, I, I guess. I would have ran a play. I mean, that's why, like, if I ever become a football coach, it's not my, it's not my job to stop scoring points, period. That's true. It is your job to stop my team. I we There's no honor or there's there's none of that once the coin toss is flipped and you choose a receiver kick or whatever and then after you shake hands and there's there's no more friendships there's no more none of that for the next you know 60 minutes it's time to play some football and it's your job to stop my team from scoring so we're gonna keep scoring even if there's two three seconds left on the clock and we're winning by 40 we're throwing the football i mean it's that's just i (laughs) You know, it's my job on the line. We're scoring points. So, you know, I guess to answer your question, I would have ran a play. <laughs> I would have ran a play. But are, are you listening up, high schoolers? Right. Sportsmanship is overrated. Don't do it. Sportsmanship is really good, of course. You know, don't make take cheap shots. Don't, you know, do dirty stuff under the pile. All that crap players don't like. But you don't have any friends out there while you're playing. So at what point? Would you say, I guess you're right, because if you're running the ball, you're not trying to score. You're just right. executing a play. So and if it bursts, that's all you can do. <laughs> you can't tell yeah. your running back, uh, you know, if this fall down at the break, two. Exactly. Screw that. No, it's, I'm getting yeah. my stats. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I agree with you there. I agree yeah. with you. And it's and it's not disrespectful. I know teams may, the opposing team may take it as disrespect. The fans may, but that's such a poor way to think about stuff. Well, it's different if you're throwing the ball or you have your starters in and you're up by 40. But, um, yeah. That's true. Well, yeah. Oklahoma did. Yeah, because that looks poor anyways for coaching because you want to get your second and third string ready anyways if you're up by 40, 45 points because of – if there is an injury with your first string, you want your second string to have enough clock under his belt, enough play time to where he can just fill in and play. So that would be poor coaching if you still had your starters and winning by fifty points. <laughs> I mean, you're 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 risking an injury, and of course, you're also not giving your second and third string time to play. So, I guess to answer your question, um, no, I'm I'm keeping my foot on the gas as a coach, keeping the foot on the gas. Um, so obviously our Badgers knocked the fighting Illini in the face. 
45 to 7. And my goodness, Graham Mertz. I'll let you go first, RJ. Graham Mertz. Let's just start it off what everybody's thinking. <laughs> He's the truth. Man. Yeah. Man. The hype level to say it was high would be underselling how hyped up he was as a prospect, how excited mm. everybody was with hearing last year what came out. And I texted you during the game because he's a mm-hmm. redshirt freshman, so technically he's a freshman this year, right. that I was wrong. He didn't play but last year, but he actually did. So I was right. Like he took, he threw 10 passes last year. It was nine for 10. Are you serious? Why yeah. Not so I don't know how, how <laughs> do the redshirt rules work that he can redshirt, but he played in some games. I am actually not sure about that. Yeah. Because um, I, I thought you could practice, but you couldn't play to be, if you're redshirt. That's a really good question, and I should know that Did answer. They but change? I, I feel like they might have changed the rules. Yeah, I've been removed since 2012, so we're almost we're eight years in. So that is a really good question. Let me actually redshirt rules NCAA. Because yeah, that was just interesting to me that he's still classified as a freshman, but you know he because they said during the broadcast when he because he tied the 17 straight completion marks uh, tied. For school oh, okay. record with Tanner McAvoy, who I completely forgot played quarterback not that long <laughs> ago. Um, and then he also, the five touchdowns tied us the school mark for most in school history, which is mm-hmm. kind of crazy when you think about it, that no quarterback has thrown more than five touchdowns in a game. That's true. That's I mean, true. It, it's not like you had these ballers at quarterback for the Badgers other than Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. But like you had Chris Chambers and Mike Evans. Like True. you had an Altoon, like you had some really good wide receivers come through the program. True. I so, agree. I agree. So I just checked the the red shirt rules and yeah, players will now be allowed. This is 2018. Players will now be allowed to play in up to four games and still qualify for a red shirt season. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it says in the good past for the Badgers. Right in the past, playing just one game could cost a player an entire season of eligibility. So, yeah, it was different when I was playing, and now they changed it. So, that does make sense. I was unaware of that. So, that's me too. Me too. Well, he, <clears throat> I'm gonna break it to you gently, Badger fans. He ain't sticking around for a senior year. So, oh, if he keeps playing no. like this, so here's the thing I mean, I, I, his stats, just like, just like we've been saying, you know, he's 20, 21, 95% completion rate, 248 yards, and just like you said, five touchdowns. He played above what everyone expected for him to play, which is the exciting thing. Yeah, people are saying it was against Illinois, but he did what he was supposed to do plus more, which is the exciting part. That is the very exciting part. And exciting part. And then it's like for me, when we talk about a quarterback, that position with quarterback is you have to pass that. I'm really big on that eyeball test, that it factor. You know what I'm saying? It's that it factor. And I think that it factor revolves a, a lot around the his uh, how am I trying to say this? He's he's very confident. His confidence his swagger. You got mm-hmm, to be very confident, very very confident in that pocket. Very confident with every decision you make, whether it's you're going to scramble and run, or if you're going to check it down or go deep. He's very confident. It doesn't look like he's indecisive with his decisions, which I think plays into the it factor. Plays into his confidence. Plays into what we're all saying, like. This may be the year where we have ourselves that quarterback we've been missing since Russell Wilson. So it's beyond exciting for that, especially coming through COVID. And well, we're still obviously going through that, but the lack of no training season or uh, training camp, 
all that stuff. And then to come, boom, first game of the season, we got ourselves, we possibly got ourselves a, a rising star for it, sure. It reminds so. me of uh, that first uh, play in, Remember the Titans where Sunshine takes a snap at oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. and the coach looks at Denzel Washington and goes, we got ourselves a football player. All right. <laughs> yeah. That's how Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. You know, one thing that I was very impressed with, too, was Danny Davis and Kendrick Pryor. I agree. Their routes looked sharp. I mean, they caught pretty much everything with their hands. Uh, that deep touchdown pass at the end of the half to Davis. Um you know, Mertz hit him pretty much in stride. Uh, yeah, that was that was very exciting to see. I um, agree. And then when Ferguson had that fumble, like it was a good play by the defense. Like Ferguson's trying to make a play, and sometimes that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, for Mertz to just go right back to him on a big third down play like that, and that was a beautiful ball, beautiful route, beautiful catch on the sideline um, for the first down. And then that that was such a good catch and it was a good throw um, for the touchdown later. Like that's Mm -hmm. big to see too, that uh, Mertz isn't just going to, you know, if you make a mistake, he's not going to look at you anymore. So I did say DK on the field a little bit too, by the way, the wide receiver (laughs) we were talking about. Yep. I didn't hear him uh, say his name on the broadcast, unfortunately, but so he's probably the third wide receiver then. Well, no, that's Jack Dunn. So he's probably number four. So. Absolutely. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, you made such a good point with, with you know, we sit here and talk about Mertz. Mertz looks phenomenal. We all can agree on that. He looks great. He did exactly what he was do was supposed to do plus more, which is the exciting part about it. But he also has some pretty good weapons around him. And Ferguson, the one thing I want to tell Ferguson is do not fight for yards. Or excuse me, do not fight for inches, fight for yards. <clears throat> And that's what our running back coach would always tell us. Fight for yards, not inches. Because that is the time whenever you're trying to fight for those inches where they come in and strip the ball, they're coming in and doing all that stuff. Just just take the completion, get down, and go to the next play. Um, and then also what I want to share about Davis is, and I, I'm not, I don't want to put a, you know, a ceiling on Davis. Um, hopefully he bursts through it if people interpret this as me putting a ceiling over top of him but i can see davis being like uh an erickson in the league you know what i mean interesting yeah yeah like like coming in and uh doing some kickoff returns maybe even some pump returns like being a dominant player on special teams um and then also getting some clock getting some play time significant play time on offense and making the most of it yep yeah i can really see him going in and being like that now i don't want to place that ceiling over top of him but you know I can I can I can see that and Alec and Al Alec I think Erickson, mm-hmm. which I love watching him play. <clears throat> so I mean it's exciting, it's exciting for our Badgers. We got Nebraska, of course. Um, I'm a little nervous about a, just a, got a little hammered by Ohio State though. Yeah, it's Ohio State, it's Ohio State, and we're um, Wisconsin. That's <laughs> true. That is true. Actually, you're right. Stop you're, saying that. You're right. Let me take a let me take a couple steps back. Well, yeah, I mean that that was my whole thing last year when I went on my rant. Uh, but let me take a step back. And you're right. We got ourselves a quarterback now, a decision maker, a, a playmaker. Um, you're right. I might I might you know eat my words right there real quick and say I don't know if I'm nervous anymore about Nebraska. I think that we actually will go in and handle our business. I th- yeah, I think Nebraska needs to prove themselves similarly to. Uh... 
you know, Illinois, because Illinois last year when they beat Wisconsin, they kind of said, mm-hmm. oh, we have arrived. Well, Nebraska <laughs> hasn't done any. They got to the um, championship game one year. By, um, by a fluke. Yeah. That's because Ohio State couldn't make well, it or couldn't play. That I think that year you guys wouldn't have been in it if Ohio State would have been in it. I think Nebraska would have been in it because they were number one, I'm pretty sure, that year. But however, Unreal. put it Unreal. put it uh putting that aside, like <laughs> yeah, I think Nebraska needs to make some noise before we start to get worried about them. It's not like Iowa where Iowa always or Northwestern where they always play the Badgers tough. Like yeah. And they do sometimes, but you know, they they definitely have some um they have something to prove as a program, I think, right they now. Do. Like they do. They really do. They really do. I mean, especially coming into the Big Ten, right? Especially coming into the Big Ten and just talking all that trash back in 2011. And it's like, wh- yeah, you guys haven't really done much, <laughs> much at all. So, yeah, they, they got to, they gotta, you know, solidify themselves a bit. Um, but the Big Ten is looking, <sighs> you know, the Big Ten is – you know, with with what Rutgers beat Michigan State. Yep. Right, and obviously, um, uh, what was it? Indiana. Uh, Penn State Indiana overtime. Yep. That was Indiana. Unreal. You want to talk about a walk-off. <laughs> that dive and yes. that stretch and that. That's I don't think I've ever seen anybody right stretch there. over three yards before. Not like that. He he had the Space Jam arm right there. Yeah, that was incredible. That was a good play. So it's exciting times right now. Exciting times. Graham Mertz. Ah, that was love it. That's what I, you know. That's what I said in that pod that we posted on Friday. Was I was I wanted to see Mertz and I wanted to see offense <clears throat> kind of let him go a little bit and see what he can do. And I'm I am glad that they did. Absolutely. Um, and I was and I was wrong. I was hoping that Jalen Berger, remember what our last yeah. podcast, our, our yeah. emergency cast, I said, you know, I think Jalen Berger is going to be the one to step up in the backfield. Um, but no, I mean, I, I don't, I don't really know what's going on back there yet. And I don't want to speak too prematurely on it because it does take the run game a bit to mesh. Um, given the circumstances this year uh, with, you know, COVID and all that stuff, it takes, the run game to mess mesh. It takes a little longer for it to get, get, get going. So hopefully they get it going um, week two. Um, Nakia Watson can, can get some big runs and all that stuff, but we'll see. We'll see. But we big 10 football. We need two running backs. Everyone knows that we need two running backs, two running backs that can, you know, go in and then, you know, you don't see, you don't, you, you, you don't know this, that there's no drop in play or anything like that. So we'll see. We'll see what's, what's going to happen. Definitely. Uh, so let's let's use this to dive into some uh, questions because a lot of our Ooh, questions. Are, indeed, know, and your Packers just scored again. Look at that. Your Packers are your Packers are rolling right now. You just Packers you, are rolling. Shut your mouth What's when you're up? talking to me. <laughs> rolling. All right, come on, JJ. But, so first, uh, right. start off with a shout out from Rachel Baxter. No questions or concerns. Just a simple wish for continued health and have a blast. Thank you very much. We appreciate that. Um, yeah, this is gonna this is gonna be a fun fun episode. Like you said, a lot of football to talk about, a lot of Badger stuff to get to. So, 
Here we go. Let's go with, we'll start with the, the Mertz questions, I think. Um, and then we'll go from there to uh, the other offenses, and then we'll touch on the defense last, which the defense, obviously, I mean, they're impressive. Like Jim Leonard, mm-hmm. how is he not a head coach somewhere? But Right. Um, <laughs> right. He, well, he probably gets offers, but this is his dream. You know, he's... So kind of two – Two uh, two questions kind of combined from uh, Jim Cooper and John Finlay. With Illinois loading up the box to stop the run, you know, how much do you think defenses are going to drop back? Now, this uh, Mertz go 20 for 21. And honestly, just shredding um, kind of the coverage. He found the holes and he threw it over the top of uh, dropping mm-hmm. linebackers. So mm-hmm. who... I guess the best way to frame this is you come up against a good defense. Let's say Minnesota, they had a good defense last year. I don't really know what they lost completely. I don't think they lost a lot on defense other than Winfield who uh, you go up against them and they're, you know, they're only bringing four or five guys. uh, Let's say on the pass rush and they're dropping everybody else back. How do you think that's going to play as far as not having that running back that's able to get a little bit more than what's blocked and uh, Mertz is going to have to carry it? Like, Do you see Chris getting a little bit creative with the playbook? Do you think, based on what we saw, I think it's a little too early to say, but do you think Mertz can carry this offense um, when the running game isn't working? I do, I do. I think it's... uh... The beauty, uh, the beauty about what we watched is when you have a quarterback that can play that well, that plays with that much confidence and swagger. And if the running, even if the run game struggles a little bit, uh, the beauty about that is, yeah, you can anticipate the next team dropping back a little earlier. Um, you can anticipate the defensive coordinator telling his team, you know, we're not going to if we're not going to let them beat us with their arm. Um. You know, we're going to force them if they even beat us to beat us with the run game. So the beauty about all that is this opens up the chance for the linemen and the running backs to really get the run game going. And Wisconsin football, as everybody knows, we will get the run game going. That is a fact. We always do. We've done it, I think, every single year we get the run game going. So that's going to happen. And then once that does happen and then teams will not teams will not. You know, they will not know what to do. Defensive coordinators will be completely lost, just like 2011 with me, with Russell and myself and James White. It was, you know, what do you do? You, there's not really much you can do except just hold on for dear life. So once we get that run game going, because, yeah, teams are going to drop back now because, you know, Mertz right now is playing top-notch football. Get the run game going and we'll be fine. And then teams are going to be lost. Playbook's going to be upside down. They're going to they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna be lost. So, Jim, I love your question. I just think that – uh yeah, they're going to drop back to stop Mertz, but we'll be fine. We'll be fine. We'll get the run game going, and then they're going to be lost. So what are your thoughts on that, RJ? Um, I guess what's your definition of getting the run game going? Because True. Um, True. I mean, we I mean, saw three backs pretty much an even workload. I think only Groshek really looked, True. I would say, above average. Um I, I feel like he should get more carries. The year that um, – God, when was that? That would have been the year McAvoy, I think, 
kind of started the year as the quarterback and they went back to Stavi. Corey Clement was the running back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like they never really got the running game going that year. That was when Dare, you and I were saying that Dare needed so many more carries than what they were giving him. True. Um, he just looked a little bit slippier, a um, little bit more slippery than what Clement was. But, you know, the thing about Wisconsin backs that's been so special, especially the past, it's almost been, you know, probably, eight, I would say eight, nine years, is that. Mm-hmm the player's abilities to get more than what's blocked to at least slip one tackle, right. let alone multiple. Like um, I remember a Purdue game where, uh, you know, they handed it to the running back and he broke three tackles in the backfield and got a 10 yard gain. Like that's kind of what you're used to seeing from a Wisconsin running back. And that was deep in the Wisconsin territory. And, it just i the offensive line didn't look particularly explosive um and that this was with illinois backup linebackers too like that don't get lost on that too that True. um but i hope that Mertz can carry it. it looked like he did he wasn't just focusing on one receiver he didn't have happy feet in the pocket like he was making his progressions he was making good reads based on the coverage um but when you get into obviously maybe a little bit faster defenses, things are going to change a little bit. So how is he going to deal with adversity? Because he hasn't seen it yet. Um, I would say he, you know, he responded well to the Ferguson fumble, like I said, but that wasn't real, really true adversity. When you're going into the fourth quarter and, you know, you haven't really got anything going, it's a 10-3 game or 10-7 game, what are you going to do, whether you're up or down there? And you need a big drive. So I think True. they have the talent around him as far as like the skill positions. I think you might be able to find a running back. I really hope that they explore Berger. Um, because just watching, um, yeah, watching those three running backs, it just, it wasn't it. Um, there were probably four or five plays where it felt like, all you had to do was slip one little arm tackle and you could have had at least 20 yards and just didn't happen. So True. it's it's only one game. I don't want to get too down on it, but it just, uh, yeah, that's kind of what I saw. That's true. I mean, that's really good. I mean, that's a very honest, um, you know, observation uh, because I, I, I agree. I agree. As a running back, you know, an offense is when, – when an offense calls a play, a running play, a run play they're designed to block everybody except usually one or two people and that's up to the running back's job to make one or two miss i mean that's what everybody knows that's 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 what it is and that's why you practice it so as a running back you have to make one possibly two miss two is obviously um a plus but you have to make at least one miss every run play you have to um, so yeah, I, I do like your take on that because, um, I'm, I'm most definitely looking forward to, to watching, you know, Nikia Watson, um, watching him grow, um, and, and get that ability to, you know, you got to make that running back miss. And that's kind of, you know, we're spoiled because when JT came in, when Jonathan Taylor was playing, remember when I talked to you about it, the first thing I think I said to you was, yo, as a freshman, the way he makes that secondary miss is that's God given talent. I'm like, you usually learn that, 
you know, midway in your freshman year, maybe towards the end of your freshman year. Um, but he he came in, you know, obviously now we've seen him rush for 6,000 yards. He was already above par, but he came in and was already slippery, powerful, making people miss in the secondary like it was <laughs> like it was nothing. And I was like, OK, he's going to be special. So that's what I'm excited to see these running backs kind of gain is, you know, that skill of you got to make one miss because you're usually one miss away from a big break, a big 40, 50 yard or possibly a touchdown. So we'll see. We'll see, man. It's going to be an exciting year. Um, I feel like in when we when we talk Big Ten football, I feel like all eyes are on the Badgers right now. Um, <clears throat> all eyes are on the Badgers, so I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm excited. So who was that? That was Jim, correct? Yep. Uh, Jim, it was kind of a combination of Jim Cooper and John Finley. Okay. Okay. John Finley. So, um, okay. Yeah, right there. I love it. I love it. Um, so from question from Eddie, uh, you think with Mertz in, we'll see some more Jake Ferguson, especially in the red zone. Wait, can you ask it again? Sorry. So as, so guys, as you know, RJ's here reading off some questions, I'm responding back right now to your, to you guys, let you know that we're answering your questions right now. So just getting a lot more engagement, a lot more interactive, and we really appreciate it. So, so go ahead. With with, uh, how Mertz looked the other night, do you think Jake Ferguson's in for a bigger year than he had previously? Absolutely. Who was that question? Eddie. Absolutely. That's a very easy question, which we appreciate the easy ones. Love the easy questions, Eddie. Yeah, I think I think you saw it. What Ferguson have three touchdowns? Hundred um, percent. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> especially in the I red zone, they really they ran a lot of good plays for him. That and that catch that he had towards the end of the half, it wasn't the you know I thought it was going to be their final drive of the half, but uh, Illinois gave Wisconsin the ba- the ball back, and uh, that like I said, I mean that sideline catch it was a good route. It was a great ball thrown by Mertz. I you can tell that Ferguson has Mertz's trust. You, I think you can. Yep. I don't think you're going to have games, obviously, where he's not involved as much because that just happens. But uh, mm-hmm. as of right now, I think we can expect a pretty big year from Jake Ferguson. So, and in case anybody didn't know, uh, he's related to Barry Alvarez. So, <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> just just in case no one right. knew. My they, gosh, they only say, say it all the time. eh, fifty times per broadcast. Anytime he's in the picture. <laughs> Jeez. I'm like, good gosh. How about we just say it's Jake Ferguson? Like it's it's him. It's he's not riding the coattails of his grandfather. He's he's his own man, making his own plays, doing his own thing. So but yeah, Eddie, love the question. Yeah, quarter or uh Titans love good quarterbacks. I mean, that's just what it is. And if you have a if you have a good quarterback tight end tandem, it's that's it's it could be deadly. It could be very deadly. Um, it really can because it's, it's it's difficult at times trying to guard the tight end um, or at least know what the tight end is going to do on the line of scrimmage because you obviously have to defend the run and you have to defend the pass. So what is that tight end going to do? Is he going to pass block or is he going to run if he, it, it's it's or um, go off for a pass? So it's 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 difficult. It's difficult. Um difficult for defenses so it's exciting it's exciting and as a offensive coordinator you can just open up the playbook let's definitely open it up so love the question eddie 
Good old Eddie. We got all some right. more? Yeah, we have uh I think we all have two more we'll get to. So <clears throat> Yep. All right, from uh Rusty, we're gonna kinda modify the question a little bit because uh his real question is he wants a, the quarterback death behind Mertz. I think everybody knows Cone's hurt right now. So right. not a lot. But uh the running back by committee scenario, how do you think that played out? And what do you think is gonna be going forward? I mean, my opinion in college with especially is little experience as these running backs have, it's not going to allow someone to find a rhythm to really, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I would say grow as a player. So what do you, what do you think? Hmm. That's a, that's a really, that's a really good question because sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. I think ultimately it's up to the players. Um, because although I was the starter in 2011, I got a, you know the bulk of the carries. Some games we went in with the game plan like we're going to spread the ball out throughout all of you guys. Obviously, we all know how the championship game went. You know, Melvin had carries on the fly sweeps. James had carries. I had carries. Um, so it all depends on the game plan. But I, I will have to go with you, RJ, on this one. It's uh. When it is younger, I guess, yeah, I guess the difference in what I'm saying here is we were older players, so we understood our roles. It is a little difficult when it's younger players because they don't have that play time under their belt. They don't have that experience, so it will be hard for them to get a rhythm. It will be hard for them to get that game speed reps like continuously, so I'm not for it this year. I do think there needs to be a running back that needs to step up. Um, you know, we're only one game in, so hopefully we see a difference week two, week three, but but that's my answer on that for sure. I uh, I think we need to get away from the running game, you know, by committee um, this year because we have young running backs, you know, besides Groshik, um, and kind of, kind of, kind of, you know, one player needs to separate themselves for sure. Do you want to so, see Berger be added to this? Give him a better shot, or would you rather them if they're going to go with this these three backs? Would you rather them put two of them on the field at the same time and maybe, you know, they have two fullbacks that are rotating pretty heavy. Maybe right. instead of putting a fullback in there, you have Watson and uh, Groshek on the field or you have uh, Groshek and Gerardo on the field. Gosh, I can't believe I can't say that name right now. Anyway, you know what I'm saying. Indeed. Indeed. So, wait, wait, wait. Wait, ask your question again? Um, Was there really a question? Would you want to see Berger be added to that? Or would you rather um, see them get a little bit more creative and get two of the running backs on the field at the same time? Maybe move away from having a full-time fallback. Uh, like on the field every single time, like they have been. Right. Okay. Okay. I like that question. That's a, that's a that's a tough one. So, I do think if I was a running back coach right now, I do think Jalen Berger deserves some carries because I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be straight out this year at Untap Cake. Untap Cake. We're we're, we're we're straight out. I'm about to tap in right now. About to tap straight in. I feel like Nakia Watson should have done more. Should have played better. Should have made more people. 
miss. Now, I'm not saying, you know, come out the gate playing like Jonathan Taylor did. Absolutely not. That's an, an anomaly. He's most definitely an outlier. Jonathan Taylor is. But there were some runs that we all can agree on where, you know, Nikia Watson left some meat on that bone. 100 percent. Um, and he, he's he's got to make those plays, which as a young player, he's going to. He's going to go back, watch film, and hopefully grow from it, practice it, practice it, practice it, and perform on game day. But because of that performance, I do believe Berger deserves some reps because maybe Burr is going to come in, be a little bit more slippery. You know, he deserves to showcase some of his talents. Um, now to answer your second question, that all depends on the game plan. So when we would have our game plan, we called it Pony. It was Pony formation, Pony, Pony, Pony which means you're coming in with two running backs. Um, And we did that because obviously we understood Melvin Gordon's speed and we understood that the defense was also keying on me too. So when you had both of us on the field, what the heck do you do? So I think that all comes down with the game plan, but I still think at this current moment, we have to solidify a running back one in order to get to that pony formation. Mic drop. Yeah, that's, (laughs) I agree with you. I agree with you 100% that the running backs got what was blocked and nothing more. And that was what is disappointing mm-hmm. about it. So, because the line can only do so much, they can only, you know, block the, you know, block the defenders in front of them, block the linebackers or scrape up to get the linebackers. But from that point, you may, you maybe have to make one linebacker miss, maybe a safety. And, and my goodness, you better just run over the corner corner doesn't want to tackle so you gotta you gotta just make it work you gotta make it make it work you gotta make one miss that's your job so love the question rusty thank you rusty for that one my guy and did we say we wanted yeah, to do one now more? we're gonna go or? to the defense quick to comment on you know that okay. absolute <clears throat> show that they put on okay um right. this one is also from jim uh interior defensive line was stout you think Benton and Loudermill can hold up? I hope so. I hope so. I want to – gosh, that defensive line looked good. And I texted – like, yeah, I completely did. forgot about Ken's, uh, Benton. Like, Benton is – he was so good as a fre- true freshman last year, and he was unbelievable in the middle. He only missed one game last year. Um, looking at what Loudermilk did, he was in on every single play. Like, it seemed like Loudermilk was. was always around the ball. The defensive line looks like the best Badger defensive line in a very long time, probably since your 2010. It's like OB Schofield and like the J.J. Yeah, Watt era. I was going to say, mm-hmm. like uh, mm-hmm. that TCU Rose Bowl days. Um, yeah, but the, the first play of the game, like Garrett Rand forcing that fumble the way he did, uh, I'm pretty sure it was 93 Garrett Rand. You know, he, he took on a blocker, shed him, came over and just punched that ball out uh, mm-hmm. from the defensive end position. And that was – I felt like the the linebackers played well. They lost the running, or the quarterback a few times on the option and uh, a few times in spy, but that's all right. That happens. Uh, the secondary looks legit as well. So if these young linebackers – it? <laughs> If these young linebackers continue to get better, like this defense – has a chance to be the one of the best in Badger history. So, oh man, yeah. it looked, yeah, dude, it looked legit and it was fun to watch. And I think that Benton pretty much he held up last year. I don't see a reason that he can't this year. Feel the same way about Loudermilk. Like, uh, 
you know, I guess the coaching staff is really high on what Loudermilk can do. So, and he was, like I said, he was there every play. So he continues to show that, man. I like it. I like it. I like, I like the response, Jim. I like the question. And I'm just going to have to echo. Well, I'm not even going to echo RJ there. I'm just going to completely agree with it because that's, that's my take on it as well, Jim. Uh, I, I feel like the defensive line most definitely made a name for themselves already week one. Um, now, obviously, we got to continuously carry it and, and into week two, week three, week four, et cetera. But as I always say, you know, going in facing Illinois, you know, people are like, OK, it's Illinois. You know, that program needs it. You know, for years they need they're building, they're building, they're building. But our team still just did what we were supposed to do. Plus more, which is an exciting thing. So I love it. Love the take on it, Jim. We love the question. And I love saying the name Louder Milk. I feel like Louder Milk most definitely can have his own like Is that like Wild Goose? Like Got Milk or something. That would be so cold if he did that <laughs> in Wild Goose. Yeah. Wild Goose needs to have like a like a duck Turducken. call or something. I don't he know. Just needs a, he needs a turducken <laughs> head to go run on the sideline and throw on that uh, John Madden used to have <laughs> for Thanksgiving days. Yeah, exactly. They need to do stuff like that in college. It would be so funny. That's so like funny. The like chain, it, but you know, yeah, louder milk like gets a TFL or something like that, and just you know, obviously the punt team is or the uh, punt return team is going on the field. He's running off. Someone throws him a milk. He crushes it. <laughs> it's just man, that would that would be exciting yeah, well, that would stuff, be but, Jim. <laughs> Jim, we appreciate your question. We appreciate all your guys' questions. I uh, hit all you guys back on my Facebook fan page, letting you know that uh, we gave you a shout out. I tagged our page, Untapped Keg, on there as well. If you want to check us out, if you want to follow us, if you want to tap into our casts weekly, we appreciate these most definitely. So moving along, I think we kind of, you know, you know, exhausted that good old Badger talk. <laughs> 47 minutes in, I love it. I most definitely love it. And, uh, you know, today being Sunday, we got ourselves some football. So I'll let you go ahead and talk about the Packers, RJ, because the Packers are playing right now. Obviously, when people, you know, listen to this cast, it's going to be after the Packers game is over. Um, and I guess let, let's let's talk about, you know, you know how they're looking now, what you're excited to see, you know, with your Packers. Um. It's nice to see. Obviously, I'm not watching the game right now. I don't have a, I don't okay. have a TV to watch. I got it on. You don't, you don't have YouTube TV? Not in the basement. So, oh, I got it on my phone. And I just popped my so, phone. So, uh, I know it looks like the offense is playing well. That's kind of what I was looking for. No Aaron Jones today. Yeah. So, it's, it's going to be interesting to see if they use A.J. Dillon a little bit more. Um, give him some run and see what he can do. Uh that dude's got tree dude. trunks. He's huge. Legs. He is Jesus. Huge. That's, I'm, <laughs> I'm interested to see what he can do. But, uh, yeah, you know that Houston eventually is going to score some points. So can the offense just keep a rhythm and keep kind of being creative and maybe go back to some motions and some sweeps? Um, you know, they, they already had Sternberger for a touchdown. I was very high on Sternberger coming into the year. Turns out I should have been higher on Tunyon, but uh, yeah, it's uh, Tunyon looks really good, but we'll, we'll see if he mm-hmm. can keep it up. So I was seconds from picking him in my fantasy league literally this Tunyon? morning. I Tunyon, I was seconds from picking him. 
I think I went a different direction just because I didn't know too much about him. I, I, I don't really know much about the Packers offense, like when it comes to schemes, when it comes to, you know, I, 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 and, and maybe just because I'm not a Packers fan, I, don't get me wrong. I love watching the Packers play. I love watching Aaron Rodgers play. He's an exciting player. But, you know, I may be in the minority when I say this, but I, I don't see a lot of plays where Aaron Rodgers hits the tight end. Now, is that a, am I, you know, crazy saying that or, 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 or am I close or am I way off? You know, obviously you, you're a diehard Packers fan, so you know. Like, do they do a lot of schemes on offense where they hit the tight end, where they, you know, where they're scheming for the tight end to get open? Yeah, How about the, especially last year, they tried a lot. Jimmy Graham was super disappointing in that. They tried to get Jimmy Graham the right. ball, like, down the seam a lot, and it just felt like that was not Jimmy Graham's skill set at that point, but they kept trying to force it in there. They do, they mm-hmm. run a lot of, you know, 12 formation, like we talked about um, before the season coming out of their draft. So, um, and at the beginning of the year, you know, it was kind of Degora out there running some routes and stuff that was a little bit surprising because everybody thought he was going to take over from the Mercedes Lewis role, which is blocking 70, 80% of the time and then running routes and just having sure hands when you're out there. So Mm -hmm. they do... Mm-hmm. a lot for the tight end. It's just a matter of they they have three tight ends that they use quite a bit. So, um, But Tun- Tunyon okay. seems to be the one that when there's a pass route, he's the one that finds the openings and Rodgers trusts the hit. So, Absolutely. So your Packers uh, missed a field – or excuse me, the Texans missed a field Interesting. goal. Interesting. So turn over, yeah, turn over on downs and Packers. Rodgers is looking good. He just he just had a nice strike right now to to Adams. Um, beautiful throw. So I mean, it's looking looking right, like the here's loss. Here's what I need you to do. You know, all right, stop speaking on it. Let's move on. <laughs> I'm knocking on wood right now. So true. <laughs> so true. I was about to say it too. <laughs> so true. You get way too nervous. I mean, they were playing Listen. a one and five. Listen, Texans. when you watch the Packers <laughs> with Brett Favre rolling and they lose to the rookie led Peyton Manning, Indianapolis Colts, who go three and 13, and the Packers are like nine and two at that point. Like, okay, but that's Peyton Manning. Like, when, you, when you're rookie. talking, he did not play well. Yeah, <laughs> but he had that. It, you know, still, it's still. You don't even remember that killer you're too young. True, true. <laughs> Way too young, but it's it's. it's you're right. NFL, you're right. You I can't won't take week to week for granted. That's for sure. So I mean, uh, that's like every week is tough right now. Very tough. Every. Every week is different, but I want to kind of um, transition here. Um, I love our thank you guys again for those questions. We love it. Love, love it questions. when we have questions. So really, uh, yeah, Absolutely. we want to know what you guys want to hear. Yes, yes, indeed. So we love the questions. Obviously, we're excited for our Badgers. RJ and the rest of Wisconsin is excited for the Packers. Of course, I'm a Broncos fan, but I'll touch on that next cast. Kind of want to transition here a bit into the PlayStation Five since we're. Only what a couple weeks out from it. Oh boy! And, uh, oh boy! I, also, uh-huh. I, I was not Indeed. expecting this. I'm excited. And I kinda, yeah, and I kind of also want to talk about um, you know a new game that I've started playing, which you know I'm late to the party, of course. 
that everybody has already been playing it. Um, it's been all over the place. It's called um, Among oh, Us. Jesus, I lost the train. Thank you. Thank you, Among Us. Uh, and I kind of let me start there first with Among Us because obviously the PS5 talk is going to be a little bit longer. But Among Us is a game for those who may not know. Among Us is a game where it's pretty simple, very, very simple. You got about a max of 10 cartoon looking characters on a map in one or two or three, depending on which game you join, you know, one person, I'm just going to use an example. One person is an imposter, meaning that this person is running around and going to, you know, kill people. And the whole goal of it is once you're just roaming, you're doing jobs, you do these mini jobs around, you know, the map and you may stumble across a body a cartoon body, of course, and then you have to report it. So boom, you hit the button emergency meeting, and now you have to figure out who the killer is. It's kind of like, just imagine the game of Clue. Um, but it's it's a video game, and it's pretty fun, because once you do that emergency meeting, boom, everybody hops into the chat log, and then you got to now start snitching on people. Like, you know, you know, Black, you know, a player um, Why they gotta has be his black, name, though? but people usually do. Because people usually just call them by their colors, like yellow. It was yellow. It was green. It was black. Um, instead of trying to figure out what their joking. name is. So, yeah, I know, I know, <laughs> I know. But uh, so they'll be like black, black, uh, where, black. Why were you in that room? How did you just stumble across the body if you didn't, you know, kill the person and all that stuff? And it's just a pretty fun game because it's just so much high anxiety and. And then you're snitching on your friends. And then obviously you have to have a good poker face. If you are the imposter, you get to be like, no, I wasn't there. I wasn't near the body. I don't know who did it. Who was it? So kind of a fun game. Um, you can play it on your phone, which is what I love. I could be anywhere. And it's play free it. on most um, platforms. So like, I believe <clears throat> Xbox and PlayStation, it's like five bucks or something like that. But yeah, so you vote players out. And the goal, if I'm not mistaken, is <laughs> yeah. the try to kill all the crew if you're the imposter yep yeah so yep yep the goal is if you are the imposter to not get voted out now if obviously everybody if someone literally sees you kill somebody then they're gonna be like i witnessed it um now is if that person is that person lying who say they witnessed it or, or whatever you guys just work through all of that but the goal is to vote the imposter out then everybody wins and if you are the imposter the goal is to wear a great um, poker face and keep advancing to the next rounds and uh, killing more people as uh, morbid that sounds <laughs> but it's a fun game I like it I enjoy it so you guys go check that game out. Among Us is what it's called. Um, last nugget I'll leave with you guys on that topic is when you do go play Among Us, it's not as fun when you play with random people. It's 10 times more fun if you play with friends and family. Uh, 10 times more fun because you obviously know some of your family members or friends' mannerisms, like if they're terrible at lying or <laughs> and all that stuff. So it's hilarious. Game. If you've been so looking for it. a way to connect with uh, friends, like instead of doing Zoom calls and just sitting there, like you could be doing mm. this. It's on a computer. You mm. can do it. Uh, it's yeah, I believe it's free sure. over the computer as well. So, uh, yep. And I think we will start streaming that game soon too. And I mean, that game is hilarious. <laughs> so speaking of PlayStation Hilarious. 5, how much further did you get in God of War since we last talked about it? Uh, not a lot. You not a lot. Um, I have not 
I haven't. <laughs> I'll be honest. I actually haven't played a significant oh. amount of video games. Um, I, I I I I tap in a little bit to FIFA and um, Rocket League, but I only play like maybe a max of two matches in FIFA and two matches in Rocket League, and then I'm done. So I actually haven't played a significant amount of video games. I've been busy with work um, and all that stuff. But um, for God of War, I'm going to beat the game. I am. Uh-huh. It will happen. Um, and when it does, the entire episode is going to be about God of War. But PS5 coming out, I still do not have my pre-order, but I'll be fine. I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out. Maybe just get it. But uh, what are you what are you what are you looking forward to, man? I mean, obviously, other than the you know the console coming out. Um, has there been any more updating or excuse me, exciting news about it? Any more updates um, about it? Not really. I mean, you know, it's just kind of like the normal stuff of uh, press just mm-hmm. got their PS5 consoles on Thursday, I believe it was. Or, yeah, I think it was Thursday. There's an embargo, so they can't talk about anything right now other than that they have the system. Um so that'll be coming out. Then I would probably say Tuesday, maybe tomorrow, but I think Tuesday for sure. Start seeing some more impressions, and then uh, that means that they're probably getting their hands on like Mar- Miles Morales, like uh, Demon Souls, all the launch titles. Mm-hmm. So one thing that I'm super excited for is uh, as soon as you get PS5, they have a PlayStation Plus collection, which is like the ten games and. All 10 games are like really solid, really good games. So that being able to play with a lot less loading, like I played Warzone yesterday for the first time uh, with some friends that oh, I haven't played goodness. with for like a month. <laughs> and just how long that game takes to load is so annoying. I can't mm-hmm. wait for how fast the PS5 is going to load. Like that's the biggest thing is just be spending less time waiting on loads and, um, you know, spending more time just experiencing what you want to experience or you know voting people off of the that's, spaceship or you know true. whatever it's going to be doing <laughs> that's true and it's such a good point especially you know parents don't have a lot of time to wait 15 minutes or, no, actually, but it, uh, a lot of a lot of load times are like a minute and a minutes. half to you know two minutes that's a fairly common amount don't have time to wait that long then then to play a 30 minute you know match that being with warzone maybe 40 minute match it's like good gosh i don't have don't have that much time i'm trying to you know sneak a couple quick games in real quick (laughs) and it's they got to speed that up which obviously you know they are for the ps5 so that 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 is pretty exciting um i do get pretty annoyed with it and i think that's honestly why i haven't played warzone in a while is because i'm like man not only does it take forever to load uh, because we're spoiled, of course, but it, I mean, I don't have time to, you know, if I'm going to commit to another match, I have to make sure I carve out another 40 minutes. Yeah. And I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I really don't like that game unless I'm playing with friends. So, cause then, you know, there's sure? things that happen that we all laugh about and like, you know, we have conversations while we're playing and stuff. So exactly. social display, your Packers uh, social space, 21, to tw- 21 to zero. This game's over. Uh, I mean, the Falcons have proven that's not true. <laughs> More than once this year. God dang Falcons. 
So PS5 is dropping the 12th. Yeah, the 12th. Or the 13th. And then um, the Xbox is dropping on the 10th. So it'll be, it's, it's going to be exciting because to see the difference in, I mean, not a, I don't even care about the graphics, but just like how things are going to run so much better. Like I remember mo- moving from the PS3 to the PS4. It just, there's something just special about seeing that, you know, boot up screen for the first time and how things are working. Like I, the PS3 was running as slow as the PS4 is running now, you know, at the time. So to get something that kind of is a little bit snappier, like it sounds like the PS5 is extremely snappy. It sounds like the Xbox is extremely snappy. Like it's just, it's going to be interesting, interesting to see how, um, they improve it during the course of uh, the generation too. So it's always fun when you get new stuff. I agree. I agree. I agree. And then, yeah. And then you're getting it around the winter time too. So that's, the, that's the exciting part too, is, is, you know, obviously with it being snowy outside, all that jazz cold, more people are online, more people are playing. So <clears throat> it's, uh, brings back a lot of good memories, a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, I'm almost definitely going to, I'm going to grab that PS5, um, you know, when the time is right. But exciting, exciting times, ladies and gentlemen, from Badgers to your Packers to... Oh, we didn't even talk about you winning the... Um, pop, oh, the no, Fantasy League. Popeye's Chicken Sandwich last week. Wait, 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 go... You don't remember this bet we made? (laughs) Uh, I just want to make sure you get it right. No, I actually don't remember. What is it? The Broncos (laughs) beat the Patriots. Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, obviously, I know that. Yeah. I, 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 you know, we make so many bets. I, I forget and I did play football, but, um, bat, bat, Broncos did beat the Patriots. That is correct. I called that. I called that. Yes, indeed, I did. Yes, indeed, I did, sir. I called that. So I would like my Popeye's chicken sandwich uh, whenever you can. Sometime this week, maybe next or the uh, two weeks from now. doesn't matter. Uh, but I do want that Popeye's chicken sandwich. A deal is a deal. Bet is a bet. Broncos. How, uh, they, how, how do you think they're going to look? Put it uh, this way. This week. They got the Chiefs um, in a couple hours. Uh, I mean, <laughs> gosh, you know, I love my Broncos, but we can go ahead and uh, stick, stick a fork this in one up as an L. Yeah, come on now. I'm surprised the Broncos are playing this well, given the injuries, um, et cetera. So me, me making the claim that they're going to beat the Patriots in Foxborough was a 90-footer shot that I luckily made. And that's not the Chiefs. Patriots are nowhere near the Chiefs. And now we got the Chiefs. So yeah, we're not going to beat the Chiefs. Let's be real. Um I just hope that we can grow from this game. We can build on, you know what I'm saying? Let's work on something this game that we can build on for the following week. Um because we're not going to beat the Chiefs. The Chiefs are every person you look at on their offense is a weapon. Every skilled position is yeah, but a deadly weapon. The Raiders beat them. 
That's true. But if you want my honest opinion, I think that, you know, the Raiders are a better football team than the Broncos. And there we have it. Fake so. fan, folks. Fake fan. No, no, that's not a fake fan. <laughs> that's a real fan. That, that is a real fan. I'm just, I'm just well, calling I'm calling like it is. right now and I'm telling him, man, you know, you thought you had a Broncos <laughs> fan here, but uh, turns out, turns out. <laughs> I am. He's actually I a am. closet Raiders fan. Oh, God. Uh, listen. Do I want my Broncos to be the Chiefs? Absolutely. Absolutely. Do I think they're going to be the Chiefs? No. No. The Chiefs, the way that they're playing football, yeah, they lost to the Raiders. The way that they're playing football, because they're 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 gonna they're gonna waltz their way into the AFC championship game. I I I know they will. So I believe that this game is a building block for us, for the Broncos. Let's work on something that we may be struggling in, work on it this game, get it right for the following week, and uh, you know, go ahead and stick that fork in us today. <laughs> right after the coin toss. So we'll see. Broncos play. Uh, the Chiefs at 325 today, so I'm going to have my eyes glued to the television, but we will see. We will see. Let's just hold on for dear life. <laughs> hold on for dear life. Well, before we get going, shout out to Malik Taylor, the Packers wide receiver, got his first career touchdown today. So that's cool. It might have been his first reception. I don't know if he's had a catch. Um, yeah, this is a... Uh, I don't know. Things are things are happening that are taking minds off of uh, what's going on in the world, and it's awesome. And uh, you know, it really helps yeah. with the stress. I think everybody's been feeling. Um, I felt it like you know, crazy the past. I would say month, month and a half. Um, it's just, uh, yeah. It may. Anytime you can have hobbies, anytime you can have something else to focus your energy on, rather than. Um, what you can't have, it makes being sober a lot easier. Um, Indeed, it does. You know, but you can't rely on that either. Like, it's also a good time to reflect on, um, you know, what to do when these moments aren't around. Because it's really hard when the moments aren't around to figure out what to do to stay on the journey, to keep keep strong, right? Um and it, not that it makes you weak if you slip up, but it just, uh, when things are good, that is a, an excellent time to plan for the worst because eventually you may not get to the worst, but you'll get to bad. So at least you'll be prepared for mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Good, good, good point. Good point. Always, always, yep. Always have a plan. My good point. Always have a plan for when toughs do get or when times do get tough. Absolutely. And I like to harp on that as well with with the whole, you know, it's it's all about it's all about connection. It's all about connecting with people. Um, you know, that's what that's what it's all about. And obviously it's difficult this time due to COVID, but you just just like what RJ said, you gotta focus on ways to still do that. Typing into a podcast, um, our stream or even sending us direct messages of topics you want to talk about, or even asking to hop on a podcast with us. We had some fans, some two awesome guys a couple of weeks ago, hop on and we were open. Our door is open. So that's what it's all about is connection, connecting with people. And uh, we're here with you guys. Absolutely. Just two guys 
not knowing what they're talking about, but just, <laughs> just talking. Just kind of going where the wind blows <laughs> us. Having some fun. So hot air a lot of Absolutely. the time, but. Uh... <laughs> Absolutely. So, I mean, we covered a lot, and I think that's it right there. I really do. I think the, I think we covered a lot. Again, thank you guys for your questions. We are 100% so honored to uh, be getting questions from everybody, and uh, let's keep it going. This is only the beginning. This is only the beginning, and start asking some more questions for us. Ask to hop on the podcast. Let's have some fun with this. Uh, Which I'll let you take yeah, it. Yeah, you can find me <clears throat> at It's Trickster on Twitter, ITZ, the I is a one in Trickster. Uh, where can they find you, Mons? Yeah, Twitter, same, uh, uh, excuse me, uh, on Twitter, Monteball28, Instagram, Monteball, and tap keg pages, of course, on all social media platforms. Shoot us questions, topics, et cetera, and uh, we're here to answer them and uh, provide you guys with content. Yes, uh, try to be better tomorrow than we were today, because at least if we don't make it, we were trying. So everybody have a great week. Uh, Stay positive, you know. That some of the stress, the end is in sight. So let's uh, let's just stay positive and get out and vote. Thank you, guys. Get out and vote. Here at Untapped Keg, we're tapping out. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.